Hello and welcome to the Inspired Podcast, the podcast series where we create educational and impactful content, where we take a deep dive into the work and contributions of the world's best thinkers. My aim is to build an online community of young African brothers and sisters who wants to shake things up. This podcast is all about inspiring you to become the best version of yourself, providing you with the tools and knowledge on how to get there. Over here, we believe in the power of community, living life filled with purpose and being led by curiosity. So please, please feel free to get involved in the conversation by following me on my socials and in my show notes. My name is Anita Chaha and this is Inspired. Enjoy. Hello friends, Moloni Betuna and welcome to this week's episode of the Inspired Podcast. I hope everybody has had an amazing start to their week. This episode, as you can tell by the title, we will be discussing mental performance. But I do want to mention though before we dive into today's episode that this specific episode is a bit of a milestone for me. It is episode number five of the season two of the Inspired Podcast and now for all of you this might mean absolutely nothing but for me it's a pat in the back for being consistent in my first month back of creating content this year so definitely I'm clapping for myself I'm celebrating you know we celebrate small milestones here we celebrate small victories and I'm so proud of myself for being able to be consistent and just churning out content weekly Now, as I've said, this episode, we will be talking about everything mental performance related. As many of you know, I'm very passionate about all things that has to do with the brain, basically mental performance, a bit of a neuroscience geek. So I thought that, you know what, since I haven't made an episode on this topic in such a long time, that I should just go for it, you know, and just do it for fun. So let's jump right in. So you go to therapy for those who can afford it, because you all know how expensive and inaccessible it is. You go to therapy to check in with your emotions so that you are better able to regulate yourself in times of stress. You check in with your budget and money-related matters. You keep a pulse on your physical health, you know, eating well, working out. And all of these things are amazing and are very much essential if you want to be a productive adult in this economy we live in. But rarely do we shift the focus and check in with our mental performance. Excluding mental health and wellness, just our cognitive performance. Now, mental performance is very broad, is a very broad term that could mean various things. But what I'd like to focus on is specifically the cognitive related type of activities that is your reasoning, your ability to think, perform, remember. I believe that we should all get into the habit of bringing this into awareness you know and bringing bringing it into the forefront because you never know what you might discover about yourself so let's talk about what evaluate evaluating your mental performance actually means now on a scale of one to ten i would like for you to rate your concentration on the very same scale i would like for you to rate your mood fluctuations throughout the week on the same scale how would you rate your ability to finish the projects that you start On an average day, how motivated are you? 
Are you a person who is aware of their thoughts instead of being consumed by them? When I think of mental performance, a, a mental performance check-in, these are the types of questions that will typically pop up in my head. Because although our emotions play a big part in how we show up in our day-to-day, it's really secondary considering that all of these things can change if you want them to by a little bit of intentional practice and focus every single day. Now, I once did an episode where I touch on a similar topic to what I'm speaking about today, and I suggest you check it out if that's something you're interested in. But I vividly remember mentioning in there that we tend to focus our attention on the more tangible and the physical stuff, you know, working out, training, what are we eating, are we sleeping? And again, all of these things are amazing things, but rarely do we shift the focus to our mental and cognitive performance. I think the very first step in taking care of your mental is understanding that the body and the mind are interconnected and taking care of your body can positively impact impact your mental performance. So exercise, eating a balanced diet, good sleeping patterns, some form of decluttering or quietening the mind so a practice of meditation you know because you need to learn how to observe where your mind goes instead of being consumed by it all of these things are the physical elements of making sure that you are constantly improving your cognitive skills so what are these cognitive skills that I'm talking about cognitive skills refer to the functions or the way in which your brain remembers reasons concentrates, analyze, learn, comprehend, and solve problems. You can look at them if you want to understand it better as a toolkit or a toolbox for learning. With the right type of tools in that toolbox, you are able to do a whole lot. Contrastingly, if you have fewer tools in your toolbox that are in bad condition, that are rusty, that are brittle, that are damaged, you won't be able to execute your tasks as efficiently. Right. I find that if you think of cognitive skills in this way, it makes much more sense. Now, let's have a look at some of these cognitive skills that I've mentioned. I only touch on a few of these in this episode because really, if I just go and do a deep dive on each and every single one, it will take the entire episode. So I'll just touch here and there, touch here and there. My personal theory is this. I believe that as an adult, your success is largely dependent on how good of a learner you are, your ability to learn. Yes, natural born talent matters. What matters more than talent, though, is hard work and having the ability to learn. Angela Duckworth's book called Grit explores this theme and other themes so beautifully. So I'd suggest checking that book out. I will always, always, always suggest that book because it, it really changed my my life. Anyway, let's let's dive into these cognitive skills. So the first one I want to touch on is attention. Remember in the beginning of the podcast, I asked you a few questions. Do you remember them? <laughs> I asked you to rate your attention on a scale of 1 to 10 because one of the most key cognitive skills is attention. Now, we can split attention into three segments, focused, sustained, and divided attention. Focused attention refers to paying attention to the most important things in your environment while filtering out distractions. 
sustained attention enables us to stay focused for a long period of time. And divided attention requires one to perform two or more tasks simultaneously. Now, the next cognitive skill I want to touch on is memory. Now, memory, we can kind of define them in, in, in twofold, in two ways. Um, long-term memory and working memory. Long-term memory, as the name suggests, allows you to recall information. And the common issues related to this is like forgetting people's names and forgetting information that you used to know. The working memory, on the other hand, this one is associated to having the ability to hold information and manipulate it mentally. So, for example, when you're calculating a math equation in your head, 22 multiplied by 5 or 3 multiplied by 3 or 5 plus 5, things like that. And the common issues to memory um, is like forgetting what was said in, in the conversation and so forth. You also have logic and reasoning, which refers to your ability to generate ideas or use logic in problem solving. Now, there's a reason why I bring up these theories in this episode. There's, there's a reason why I structure the podcast the way I do. And the reason I specifically mention these cognitive skills is because you need to sharpen up that toolbox. You, you have to. You have to. You have to stretch yourself to unimaginable lengths for the things that you want. Good and effective cognitive skills matter because they determine whether or not you are going to be good at the thing that you want to be good at, right? It largely depends on you having an impeccable skill set within that toolbox. In order for you to know what you're working with, you will definitely have to take stock of what's in that toolbox. Maybe you're a good listener, maybe you're an amazing writer, but not so good at problem solving or, or, or logic and reasoning. And if that's your case, then you can just download chess on your phone or Sudoku or all of these other brainy type of games just to help you stretch your brain into another direction. It doesn't have to be this big, 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 big and overwhelming task. Now, most of you know that I work for an edtech company and one of the most popular lines that you'll come across in our marketing collateral or just in the office, J, one of the most popular lines you'll come across is lifelong learning, being a lifelong learner. Because truly, that's what life is all about. Let's say you, you'll earn more money. You'll earn more money, your tax will increase. What's going on? Then you're going to have to educate yourself about the complicated things that happens in tax, right? Or you're about to buy a car. When you're about to buy a car, inevitably, you're going to have to educate yourself on the different financing options, techs, tips and tricks or things that you must avoid in dealerships, what have you. Then you'll progress and ascend in life and you want to buy a house. And all of a sudden, there's this whole new world of real estate that you'll need to understand to make effective choices. As you elevate and as you ascend in life, the more there is to learn. Now, if you're a person who's resistant to change, who's resistant to being uncomfortable, who is resistant to stretching yourself, because you will suffer. You will suffer. Now, there's one thing that's guaranteed in life. It's death. But the only thing that's guaranteed, or rather another thing that's guaranteed, is new challenges and barriers that you're going to have to overcome. So you might as well invest in, or rather add another element 
to your self-care. And that is regularly checking in on where you are when it comes to your mental performance. Please, just get into the habit of being able to look at yourself in that way without the judgment and without the critique. I really love how this article that I came across phrased it. They said, each cognitive skill plays a part in processing new information. That means even one of these skills is weak, no matter what kind of information is coming one's way, grasping, retaining, or using that information is impacted. Okay, so we've established that the body and the mind are in- interconnected, right? And we've talked about evaluating your mental performance. Now, I just want to shift the focus and talk about the body for a little bit. You know what's cool about this topic is that it's very broad and you can explore it in various ways. You know, you can explore it in various ways to improve your mental performance one of which is caring for your body. You can proactively improve your attention and memory through intentional practice, through focusing throughout your day. Now, it won't be easy. It won't happen overnight. It's, It's a muscle, so you have to keep on working on it. But the most important thing that you have to remind yourself is to be kind in the way in which you speak to yourself and to be kind to yourself throughout this journey. But When we speak of body and taking care of the physical so that you can have a strong mental, drink plenty of water, that goes without saying. Even if it means having a bottle in every room in your house, so be it. If you're going to be growing and glowing, you just have to stay hydrated, babes. Keep the skin plump, keep the skin fresh, hydrate, eat a balanced diet. You are what you eat, you know, that's self-explanatory. But another interesting aspect to taking care of your physical so that you can take care of your cognitive skills is getting into a proper sleep routine. I want to talk about sleep. I'm a bit of a sleep nerd, so I want to talk about sleep, right? I cannot stress to you guys how important sleep is. Having a good night's rest every day, like having a good night's rest every day can almost always guarantee to lessen any of your cognitive related type of problems in half now don't quote me don't don't quote me these are just observations that i have from myself but i'm telling y'all sleep 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 anyway it's extremely vital to have a set routine for when your body wakes up and when your body goes to sleep, right? Or at least a consistent one, consistent in that you get a specific amount of hours that you need. Some people it's six hours, some people it's seven hours or eight. Personally, for me, a good balance is seven hours. So it's important for you to just have a consistent one every day, every day. Now, the body has a 24-hour internal clock, right? It is called the circadian rhythm. The reason why your body has an internal clock is to regulate cycles of alertness and sleepiness by responding to light changes in our environment, right? These natural processes primarily respond to light and dark and they affect most living things. So microbes, plants, animals, human beings, all living organisms have a 24-hour internal clock. I think the easiest way to make you understand this is if you think of a plant, right? If you go on YouTube right now and just type, I don't know, uh, a time-lapse video of a plant or plant time-lapse video, whatever way you phrase it, you'll come across a video. And 
it will start in the morning when the plant rises. And in the morning, you see the plant waking up. As the day progresses, so does the plant movement. It's highly likely that the plant would start swaying back and forth, you know, following the sun or whatever. Come nighttime, the sun will go to sleep, right? Because it's a living thing. It also follows a 24-hour internal clock. And that is exactly how your body works as well, which is so cool. It's so cool that everything in the universe is so interconnected in this way. But anyway, that's a rant for another day. But your body works the exact same way. Now, a lot of factors can come and disrupt your internal clock. Things such as overnight shift or a late shift. Oh, oh, tickle. this takes me to a back where I used to work at a call center and late shifts were my worst. But anyway... The internal clock can be interrupted by overnight shift, late shift, stress can can interrupt it, medications, jet lag, and believe it or not, the light that we get from our cell phones at night, it can confuse our body clock, tricking it to think that it's still daytime and not nighttime. Now, I don't really want to get into, you know, the, the mechanics of circadian rhythms and how they actually work in the body because I just feel like it's beyond the scope of what I'm talking to what I'm talking about today but I just wanted to touch on it but what I want you to take away from this little section is for you to be aware of the physical factors that impact your mental performance you're not slow you're not stupid you know you don't struggle to understand complex topics you just need to be a detective and go on a fact-finding mission on your own brain and body observe yourself Take notes, apply solutions that will target that problem, and you'll be fine. My aim with these episodes is to provide you tools and resources, but also give you another lens in which you can view yourself. A lens that is much less judgmental and allows you to observe yourself without self-critique that's always playing in our heads 24-7. You're not lazy. Maybe you just need a regular sleep schedule or you just need to get into the practice of peeking through your thoughts like meditation, you know, and see what's going on in your head where you can observe the mind and without like being sucked into it. And again, your ability to be good at what you want to be good at depends on your ability to learn. So I challenge you to learn more about yourself. I challenge you to peek through that window or rather open a window in which you can peep through and see what you're working with. So I hope that this has been helpful in any way. And as always, this is not a me thing. This is an us thing. So please feel free to hit me up. Enjoy the rest of the week and I'll see you next time.